You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, April 17th, it is Ian Cameron, and I have a special guest with me. He's been a regular viewer, a follower of the Ice Guys show uh, since we've uh, migrated with the Hockey Podcast Network, and even before that on our other platforms when we did the show. He loves his hockey. He loves his desert dogs, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, and he's with us as a special guest today on the Ice Guys show. It is Clint, and he does a great job with the uh, UFC and MMA uh, as well. His podcast, his uh, betting breakdowns uh, are second to none. They're outstanding. Happy to have him on the show. Clint, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are you? Ian, buddy, what's going on? Thank you very much for having me on the show. This is kind of a surreal moment for me. Um, yeah, I do I do UFC, I do MMA, and uh, I'm a degenerate NHL better. I love the sport, and I, I bet on NHL pretty much every day when it's in season. Been watching you and the Ice Guys for years. You're my main source of information, so kind of crazy to come full circle. Thank you for uh, having me on the show today. Absolutely. It's great to have you. And yeah, Clint's one of those guys when it comes to the NHL high volume of bets, he can give me a run for my money. Uh, no question about that. In terms of how many wagers could you put on the NHL card on a certain day? And uh, there's definitely going to be some bets in place today because it is a big card uh, as it always is for Saturday. So let's get to it. We've got two games starting in just about 20 minutes from now. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. The Rangers minus 240 home favorites. A total five and a half here shaded to the over in this game. Certainly from a Rangers perspective, I like the way this team is playing right now. Uh, still playing with purpose too. Like it is, it is going to be a long shot. It's going to take something pretty damn special for them to make the playoffs and track down one of those top four spots. But I like the way the Rangers are going right now uh, and playing with uh, Zibanejad has been basically good to score almost every game since they got Panarin back. Their offense has been a lot better. Shesterkin is really solid in net. So, 
It's a tough handicap, though, because of the fact that the Rangers are not exactly a team you're getting value with in this uh, game. They've beaten up on the Devils pretty good, uh, dominated them uh, in the last uh, meeting just a couple of days ago uh, against this New Jersey team. The Devils have been dealing with injuries. Of course, they traded away a couple of their key uh, forwards at the deadline, namely Zajac, Paul Mary to the Islanders. So, you know, the writing's on the wall with them. I think they're still they're still competing on nightly. It's just that they're not having a lot of success. They're trying to give young guys in the lineup a little bit more of an opportunity. So I like the Rangers to win the game. I just don't think there's great value uh, to back them. Even the uh, regulation line and puck line isn't the greatest price you could ask for. So uh, not really much on this game other than a slight lean to the Rangers in regulation and a slight lean to the over. Clint, uh, anything for you here, Devils Rangers? Yeah, I actually did end up pulling the trigger on the over for this one, Ian. Um, I like that over five and a half. I kind of like that. I, you know, Alex, shout out to Alex B. Smith. Um, I love his over one and a half. So I'm, I've been looking at the uh, first period totals and stuff a lot because of him recently and have been doing pretty well with it. Um, I think there's going to be goals here, man. This is a spot where the Rangers, they're just on fire right now. And I don't know what it is. They, I should have been backing them this whole time because when I backed them earlier in the season, they cost me a ton of money by not coming through and they never cover that puck line. They'll always manage to win by one. So I felt like I was on the wrong side of everything. And now they're clicking. Now they're putting it all together. And I feel like they're just a completely different unit. I could see this overhitting. It could be 6-0 Rangers, but if the Devils just managed to get in there, if Wood can score a goal or something, you know, we could be looking at a 5-1, a 5-2. I, I think we can hit that over. And the Devils, they got to be pissed off after getting beaten up the last couple of times taking on these rangers so i don't know that we see a defensive lockdown type of game they're just kind of out there playing around like you said competing so uh yeah i took the over all right yeah i would lean that way for sure uh, over the total as well uh washington and philadelphia we've got the capitals minus 135 to minus 140 road favorites total six and a half uh, in this game. I'll tell you what, if anything's going to wake up a team, it's losing to the Buffalo Sabres. So we'll see what that leads to for the Washington Capitals. And look, I said it on Thursday's show with Jimmy. I was worried about that spot for Washington. You just basically beat up Boston and Philadelphia in back-to-back -back games, outscoring the Bruins and Flyers 14-2 to uh, in those two games combined. And then you got lowly little Buffalo rolling in it's got flat spot and clunker written all over it and sure enough the sabers beat the capitals five to two look all that if you're into these trends you know in terms of team performance in a certain role you know off a win off a loss well you've got all these trends that say the capitals off a, a loss and off a loss of three goals or more they're excellent in that spot and just as uh, good as they are in that spot, the Flyers are as bad off a win. And, of course, they came back to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in their last game uh, in a shootout. And the Flyers off a win, dreadful numbers for them. So you've got that in Washington's favor. I, I know it's you know short turnaround revenge for the Flyers. They pretty much got embarrassed by Washington 6-1 to one, uh, earlier this week. But I just don't uh, know if they're going to – get it back this game considering you've got Washington still the better of these two teams coming off their own bad loss against Buffalo so and then you look at it Flyers have been pathetic off a win the Capitals been very good off a loss specifically a bad loss where they've lost by multiple goals certainly still got a ton of offense to trouble this still very very suspect flyer defense and goaltending although I will say Carter Hart was better against Pittsburgh I thought it was a good game for him it was a better game overall from the Flyers but you're gonna have to show me they can put it together two games in a row better play at that end of the ice because that's something that's eluded this team for a very long time so I'm looking at Washington I'm looking at over here uh, in this game pretty much I was on the over the uh, previous game 
with the uh, Flyers and the Capitals earlier uh, this week. Uh, six and a half, you're not getting the, the uh, a bargain by any stretch, but Washington's been an over machine lately. Uh, I think it can continue here in this game. So I, li- I like the Caps and I like the over here. Clint, uh, what about you with this matchup? Yeah, I didn't actually end up playing on this anything on this one, Ian, but I, I completely agree there with you. I think there's something wrong with the Flyers. This was a team that coming into the season I kind of had high hopes for. I was thinking they might make a run in the playoffs, make a run for the Cup, and they've just completely fallen apart. The Capitals, on the other hand, they're a veteran squad that seem to be really clicking right now, putting everything together. And you mentioned that flat spot. like They came out and it was a down spot, and they absolutely just kind of hung it up for that game against the Sabres. Now they got to get back on track. You know, they've got the Islanders nipping at their heels. They need the points. And they've got a team in the Flyers that just, they're just so much better than. I'd be tempted to go with the Capitals on the puck line here in this spot. I didn't actually end up pulling the trigger on that. It's about plus 170. Uh, Minus 150 on the money line isn't such a bad prospect. They have been known to uh, get out to an early lead and then kind of close that gate late, managed to win by one goal in the third after giving up two or three that don't really matter to them. So it makes me a little nervous to back them on the puck line because they've let a couple of those go for me. So I think the Capitals get it done. Minus 150 is a fair price tag, and I, I don't hate the over. It's hard to hate the over with this kind of a team and the offensive firepower they bring to the table. Plus, if the Flyers do decide to show up, you got to think they can probably get some in the way of goals themselves. But again, it's one with a few questions on it, so uh, I'm not touching this one. Yeah, and Samsonov has had some good games and some bad games. He's been kind of erratic lately for the Capitals, and Alex Lyon is actually getting the start in net for the uh, Flyers. So it's no Elliott, it's no Hart, it's Alex Lyon uh, in net today for the uh, Flyers. By the way, it's Aaron Dell and Igor Shosturkin, your goalies, in the Devils and Rangers game uh, as well uh, for that first game. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the uh, Caps uh, and the over against the Flyers. Uh, Third game of the afternoon slate here, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Sabres. Pittsburgh opened minus 280, and how about that they're down to minus 240 in some spots now? We're seeing Buffalo money. We're seeing people starting to pay attention to the Sabres team. Total six shaded to the under, and rightfully so. Don Granado, I don't know what he's done that Ralph Kruger, the former head coach of the Sabres, couldn't do, but what he's got from this team is these two teams, or this Buffalo team, rather, competing hard, being better with the puck, not making as many mistakes, not hemmed in their own zone. They're actually taking the play to the opponent. We've seen that now multiple games. They should have beat Boston, I thought. I thought they played even a little bit better than the Bruins in that 3-2 loss to the Bruins earlier this week. You look at what they've been able to do. They beat Washington 5-2 in their last game. Uh, They beat Philadelphia last weekend in a game that the Flyers desperately needed uh, for their playoff hopes. I like what I'm seeing from the Sabres from there, and, and all their young guys are stepping up. Reinhardt's been good. Casey Middlestat, I've uh, been riding his goal scoring props lately in this crazy plus 500, plus 600 type range, and he scored five goals in his last seven games. I think you got to keep going with that today uh, in this game. And I saw a lot of uh, that Pittsburgh Philly game because I was on the Penguins in regulation, which was a loss uh, against the Flyers, and disjointed pucks, not, you know, passes not clicking uh their offense was out of sync and i don't know if it was bringing in jeff carter and some line changes but that was a disjointed really really poor game from the penguins not that they didn't try the effort was there the execution wasn't there i mean they just didn't get much going offensively against a very very weak flyer team in terms of their defense the flyers have been yielding high danger chances to everybody this season and it seemed like the Penguins could barely generate anything against them. And you know what? With these teams like the Sabres and the Red Wings, 
who you're seeing all of a sudden step up and start to win some games lately. These are teams that are dangerous with the prices they're getting, Clint, to bet against them right now because these young kids are fighting their ass off for jobs, for roster spots next year. They're trying to say, hey, coach, I can play in the NHL. Let me show you what I can do for you next season. And you're getting these teams not rolling over. And at this price, with all due respect to Pittsburgh, I understand they're in a division battle for first in the East with the Islanders and the Capitals. It's pretty much that three-way battle right now for top spot in the East. But Buffalo's effort might have them live once again in this game. To me, it would be Buffalo plus one and a half goals lean if you want to play it a little more conservatively at around minus 125, minus 130. Or you could take the plunge with Buffalo money line plus 220. I think that's... With this team and what they've done, their work ethic has been second to none the last several games, and that might be enough to have them in this game start to finish against the Pittsburgh team that, let's be honest, looked disjointed, did not look sharp or crisp whatsoever the other night against the Flyers. So it's a Buffalo or pass for me at this price. Uh, Clint, what do you think? Do we have a live dog potentially here, Penguins and Sabres? Yeah, I kind of think we do. I mean, like you mentioned, I think the only way that you can look here is to the dog. This price is pretty outrageous. And like you mentioned, these Sabres are competing, man. Like, they come hungry every single game. And I've been on them a couple of times. They've pulled off the outright upset a couple of times because people just look past them at this point. You know, it's the Sabres. Nobody thinks much of them. You have a bit of a down spot. You don't worry so much about them. I think my only concern is the Penguins actually coming off of a bad performance and then starting a road trip. Those two things back to back, it almost feels like they're going to get their shit together for this game. I would almost look at betting the Sabres maybe tomorrow because they're on a back to back. If the Penguins come out, rough them up, beat them up, prove who's boss and get this game done, Tomorrow, they may let their hair down. Maybe, you know, maybe look into the next game and not worry about it quite so much because I feel like the Penguins, knowing they're in that battle, trying to get that top spot, coming off a bad game, they know they got to get it together. I don't see them really letting down in this spot. And I know that it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Just because the Penguins are having a good game, it doesn't mean the Sabres can't win because they are scrappy and they are definitely coming to fight on this one. But uh, I don't really want to take the minus 250 price tag on the Penguins, but I kind of feel like they still get it done on this one i wouldn't hate a look at the over because these sabers really are putting up goals there's a chance maybe we get there but at six it's a little tough i feel like that probably ends up pushing <laughs> yeah so, uh, especially i'll, with I'll Pitt- hit a pass especially with pittsburgh they've really slowed down the pace and really tried to they've actually played lower score it's not that same run and gun mentality you remember from crosby and malkin way back when the uh when these first started with the penguins they have definitely emphasized more and more the defensive end of the ice. There's no question. Uh, next game in the afternoon slate, Ottawa, Montreal. Uh, we've got the uh, Canadians here, minus 210 uh, home favorites, total six across the board uh, in this game. This, to me, is a potentially uh, another live dog uh, that I'm interested in with Ottawa here. Ottawa's played Montreal tough. Montreal just got the hugest, the, the biggest win of their season last night, which pretty much sent Calgary packing because that win against the Flames, they didn't deserve that win. I thought they got outplayed. That was all about Jake Allen being outstanding in net. He made some unreal saves. Calgary missed some open nets. I don't know how the hell Matthew Kachuk missed missed with a wide open net. He had a great deep move, post to post, had the whole wide open side, and he puts it off the post. That's a maybe a completely different game if not uh, if that puck goes in for Calgary. Buffalo got away, or sorry, Montreal got away with one. They didn't play all that great, but they won two to one. Tyler Toffoli, outstanding. 
And now this is a back-to-back -back spot. Carey Price is expected to be back and make this start, but hasn't played in a while. He's actually kind of struggled against Ottawa. Ottawa beat Montreal with Price and Net just recently in this building. And he got Montreal off one of the biggest wins they've had all season, which, you know, I don't want to say it's totally finished yet for Calgary, but come on, six points back they are now of that final spot for Montreal. And Montreal's got three games in hand on the Calgary Flames. It's going to be tough. It's up an uphill battle. And after that win yesterday, it's just so it would be so Montreal to follow it up with a stinker today uh, against an Ottawa team that all they do is battle. Look, they beat the Jets uh, earlier this week and they lost the second game to the Jets, but only by a goal. They didn't quit. They kept battling, made it 3-2 and actually had a chance to tie it late, but just came up short. Brady Kachuk and Formanton and Batherson, Stutzla. Uh, their young players continue to impress. Their blue line, obviously, a little depleted after the trades of Riley and Goodbranson, but still serviceable. Uh, Matt Murray and that I thought was decent in his first start in a while uh, in the game against Winnipeg the other night. So I just don't trust Montreal in this spot, back-to-back -back off a huge win against an Ottawa team that all they do is play this team tough. They're actually 4-3 and head-to-head -head against Montreal uh, this season. Um, this is another underdog shot for me here. Uh, Ottawa Senators could currently get them at around plus 180 uh, in this game. Uh, Clint, what's your thoughts here with the Sens and the Habs? Dogs are barking this weekend, Ian. Absolutely. This is another live dog, and, and more so than the last one. I may actually bet this one. I like the Ottawa Senators. I think they're a young team with all the pieces, a lot like the Sabres at this point, that are just fighting everybody tough. They come to compete every single game, and they've actually beat the Canadians several times. And I'll be honest, Ian, I don't think the Canadians are all that. Like, I know that there's a lot of polarizing opinions on the Twitter sphere these days about the Montreal Canadiens and how great or how bad they happen to be. I mean, the truth is obviously somewhere in the middle, but they have these really bad letdown spots. You get these brief, shiny glimpses of what they're capable of, and then the rest of the time, they just really fall flat of the expectations. I think that this is a good chance for the Senators to come in here, play tough, potentially snatch a game, and the Canadians off of that bad game where they shouldn't have gotten the win on a back-to-back, this is, I think this is a massive opportunity for a letdown spot against a team that's going to come in hungry. I wouldn't mind taking a look at the OT prop, and I wouldn't mind taking a look at the uh, underdog to win outright. Yeah, the uh, draw bet uh, for sure. And that plus, uh, you could really get a good like plus 350-ish with that mm -hmm. in this game with that draw. Uh, it's definitely something you could see in overtime game. They have play they have gone past regulation at least once or twice this year head-to-head. -head, so maybe you get more of the same here. Uh, Jonathan Drouin is just totally can't even notice that guy on the ice. It's, it's mind-boggling with the talent and ability he has that he just does nothing. He doesn't even do one play in any game to stand out and say, hey, look what I can do for this team disappointing L wasted potential in my mind when i see that guy play for the montreal canadians uh st louis and arizona it's clint's team here the coyotes home dogs to st louis the blues minus 140 uh road favorites total five and a half shaded to the under i told clint before we started the show he's not going to like my opinion on this game but i i do like the blues a little bit here uh minus 135 uh look they lost to colorado we're going to really cripple and penalize them for that um no, I don't think so. Uh, they've still played a lot better hockey since they got Pareko back on the ice and in the lineup. They played really well. Uh, I like the way their game is trending. I don't like, unfortunately, the way Arizona's game is trending up. Didn't like that performance from them against Minnesota. It was a real tough start. They just couldn't uh, sustain it, couldn't bounce back from that. 
St. Louis, to me, just the better form, the, the advanced metrics and the goals, expected goals, all of those high danger chances. The Blues are better in those categories over the last five, ten games or so uh, than the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, I got to go with the Blues here, minus uh, 135. Total five and a half, um, lean over as well. Uh, but those would be the side and the total leans for me in that game. Uh, Blues and over five and a half. Connor, uh, not Connor. I'm thinking of the last show. Connor Mack. Jeez, Clint. Uh, what do you think here? St. Louis, Arizona. It's all right. I don't mind if you call me Connor. The boys straight fire. That's all yeah. good if if I'm in the same boat as Connor. <laughs> um, you know this is this is a tough spot, Ian. So I'm a diehard Coyotes fan. And I have to be very, very careful about how and when I bet them because you know the heart is involved. And I know they're just not that good of a team. So at the end of the day, when I take my shots on the Coyotes, I've got to be very, very selective. More often than not lately, I've been looking towards the overs because they seem to be getting that offense working out. They seem to be scoring more goals. They're getting more aggressive. I like what I see from the Coyotes. Man, if we could pick up a couple of good pieces over the next couple of years, we might be a good team in a year or two. We're right there on the edge of maybe turning that corner, but we still need a few more pieces. The only thing for me in this game is that the Blues seem to be everybody's darling right now, man. They are just not that good of a team this year. They've shown us that. They've proven us time and time again. They've let people down, and it's like they're the Browns right now from a couple years ago. Everybody wants to bet them because all of a sudden they're the hot, hot team, and I just still don't think that they're that good. I know they've put a bit more effort up lately. I know they've competed more lately, but I'm not sold, and with the Coyotes against the Wild, they just have our number. There is something about that matchup. We cannot stop the Wild, and that's just a straight-up fact. The Coyotes are coming home disappointed after a rough ending to a long road trip against some of the best teams in the league. This is our spot, man. We took on the Blues in a playoff situation earlier this season, and we won that seven-game stretch. I think this is going to be a very competitive game. I think that the over is definitely in play. I think both Teams are fully capable of putting goals up. And I wouldn't be surprised, again, if this thing went to OT, Ian, and I wouldn't be surprised if my Coyotes pulled out the win. The other thing I'm looking at is a Chikrin goal score prop. I think it's at plus 300 right about now. Those are all fair looks to me, and I might be playing all three. <laughs> all right, yeah, nothing wrong with that, especially when it's involving your team. You know you're watching the game. So there you go. Get a couple of those extra props in there. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Uh, next game, Florida, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, minus 165, minus 170 home favorite, total five and a half uh, here in this one. I'm going dog walking today. I'm walking the dogs today. <laughs> so I uh, had a bunch of them here on this uh, NHL card and Florida's probably going to be one of them. Tampa Bay didn't deserve to beat them. And I was, I, I really liked that spot for Tampa. I was on them in regulation and of course they went in overtime. So I uh, didn't get there with that one, and they're lucky they even won that game. It was a dominate, dominating effort by the Panthers, and if not for Basilevsky, uh, it's a different result uh, for the uh, Tampa for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, you could say, look, they got away with one. They'll play a lot better tonight, and that could be trouble for Florida. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Uh, but to me, Florida's been a good resolve team, a good off-a-loss team, especially on the road off-a-loss. They feel that, hey, we should have beaten this team uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, and to me, Florida Panthers, Brandon Montour at the deadline, getting him was a great addition to that blue line with Ekblad, of course, being out. Uh, that has definitely helped this team. Uh, eventually, they're going to get Sam Bennett uh, in the lineup. Of course, he's still 
uh, dealing with a seven-day quarantine crossing the border because, again, he comes from Calgary, has to go to Florida. So uh, he's doing dealing with that before he can finally get in the lineup. Uh, to me, when I look at this game, uh, I'm definitely a Florida pass for me uh, in this one, especially at this price, plus 150. Stamkos remains out uh, for the Lightning. And look, Tampa Bay, I you know, not panic. No reason to panic just yet, but there is cause for concern. This has been a rather malaise-filled uh, stretch of hockey uh, for this Lightning team the last couple of weeks. They have not looked at their best. They have looked vulnerable. They have looked a little bit shaky at the defensive end of the ice. Um, this is a team that I think you can either, if you come to play, you can beat them. And certainly Nashville showed that, blowing them out 7-2 to two, uh, earlier this week. Uh, so to me at this price, off a frustrating loss that I think will have them really, really chomping at the bit to uh, get back at Tampa. And Florida's played Tampa tough all year including a win already in this building and the lightning have had such a great home record, but Florida's already beaten them here in Tampa this year. I'm definitely interested in this underdog at plus 150 here with the uh, Florida Panthers plus 145 to plus 150 is pretty much where we're seeing it uh, right now. Uh, uh, Clint, what do you like here with uh, Florida Tampa Bay? I completely agree with you, Ian. And this is a spot I've got to say thank you on because I was looking at the Panthers on Thursday. I really liked them in this matchup. I thought they were going to come to compete. I thought they were going to come and put up a W. And they controlled that game. I really thought they were going to get it. But it was listening to the Ice Guys show and how you took the lightning and your take on that matchup that kind of kept me off of it. And sure enough, they lose in OT. So I appreciate you saving me some money. I'm going to come right back to the well. What I've kind of noticed with hockey this year is if you've got a good read and it doesn't quite fall through and then the teams go right back to the well, you're usually right on that second try. Like maybe the team didn't get up for that game. Maybe maybe the goalie stood on his head. You know, it doesn't mean that you were wrong and that zigzag theory seems to kind of come into play. I'm not saying zigzag just for the sake of zigzagging, but I think I had a good read on the Panthers. I think they were the right side. They showed that the first game, but they didn't get the bounces and didn't quite get the win. I'm coming right back to it. I like the Panthers today. I think they're going to be hungry after that last loss. They should have won the game, and I think they're going to punch Tampa in the mouth tonight. I, I like this underdog spot here as well. Power play goal, Washington Capitals. So uh, they've already struck early against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. one nothing. go. Uh, early in that game, and uh, uh, Flyers already – trailing that's something they've been doing a lot lately uh next up we've got uh, chicago and uh, detroit uh the, the rest of the games by the way including florida tampa are saturday night games so all evening games the rest of the card uh chicago minus 140 road favorites total five and a half shaded to the under in this one so this is one of those spots where i was on detroit against chicago two nights ago you think to yourself do you come back on the red wings again here because look you got there's no denying it. They're playing some good hockey right now. Adam Ernie, Philip Zadina, Dylan Larkin. Uh, and I know they traded away Anthony Mantha, but look, that was a great deal for Steve Eiserman. He got a lot back for Anthony Mantha. And Anthony Mantha's going to be great for Washington. He's a good addition for them. But what they got in return, first round, second round pick, two good NHL players. Richard Panics, a good fourth liner, and Jacob Braun is a legit 20, 25 goal scorer in the NHL. He's proven it the last couple of years. He scored the other night for Detroit uh, in their victory against Chicago. He did a great job, Iserman. Stevie Y getting good return, good value for Anthony Mantha in that deal with the Capitals. And this team's playing well right now. It's hard to go against them. The thing is for Chicago, they still think they can make this last gasp push uh, at that fourth spot being held by Nashville right now. 
uh, in the Central Division. And if they're going to make that push, they got to win a game like this. So I think Chicago is going to bring you that huge effort tonight to really, you know, they don't want to get swept up too straight by Detroit. You might as well just say our season's done, you know, if we're going to lose too straight here to the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. So this is a pass for me. Uh, this is definitely one of those games where I'm going to take my Detroit money from the other night, put it in the pocket, and, and not go back to the well with anything here uh, in this game. It looks like, by the way, Subban uh, is going to be in net. Malcolm Subban for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks tonight to give uh, Kevin Lankin an arrest. I think Lankin needs a rest. He's played a lot of hockey. He's been excellent, but it's nice to get get him a rest, get Subban in there. It looks like uh, Malcolm Subban is going to be in net. Jonathan Bernier, though, in net for Detroit. And I'll tell you what, he's been good. He's been their best goalie this year. So uh, it's not going to be easy for Chicago, uh, not the way Detroit's playing. But I figure this is one of those desperation, if we have any inkling of the postseason, we got to win tonight type of efforts maybe uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks. Clint, what's your uh, thoughts here, Chicago-Detroit? This is such a tough game, Ian. This is one of those ones for me where we just don't have to bet every single game. I know we got to talk about it. I know we got to break it down for the people. But if there's a pass on the board for me, this is the one. Uh, The Red Wings are another one of these teams that they're just not ready to be buried yet. They show up, they compete, they're trying to fight, they're trying to get their spots, and they seem for some weird reason to be clicking late here in the season. Their their offense is coming together, they're putting up goals, they're feeling good, they beat Tampa Bay for God's sake. I mean, like, it's... uh, it's a, it's a very, very interesting situation here with the Red Wings. And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up the, the Predators and the Red Wings. Oh, no, no, the Red Wings did beat the, the Lightning. My bad. So they're, they're playing really well here. And I, I think that the Blackhawks are vulnerable. I think the, the Blackhawks are another one of these teams that they're just not quite all there. And must win, must win doesn't mean will win. So... I'm going to say the Blackhawks win this game, but I fully expect the Red Wings to make a game out of it. And it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. I don't know that the Blackhawks are really capable of blowing the Red Wings out at this point. Um, So if you must play it, maybe an over, maybe look at the draw. I mean, those are kind of the only ways that I could take a look at this particular game, but I'm definitely not putting my money on this one. This one's a pass for me. All right. Nashville, Carolina. Carolina minus 180 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Um, the biggest fear I have as I'm hearing some stuff that maybe Rene gets the net tonight, and I have no idea why that would be. Uh, UC Sor- I know UC Soros lost uh, and w- in net against Carolina the other night, but I don't. I want no part of Nashville in this game if it's Pekka Rene in net. I just will not back uh, Nashville in that spot. I do lean to Nashville, though, if it's Soros confirmed in net. We're going to have to wait on this. Uh, it'll be Alex Nadelkovich in net for Carolina. He's been pretty good, but I like the idea of Nashville. Look, they're battling. They're, they've got the final playoff spot, but they know they got to keep winning if they want to maintain it. They had a tough game the other night against uh, Carolina, uh, losing that game to the Hurricanes. Carolina was fired up. They had lost back-to-back to Detroit. Rod Brindamore kind of light a fire under their ass for those two performances, and they played better. I mean, Nita Ryder, Ajo, uh, Svechnikov, their top guys played like it in that win against Nashville. But Nashville in a bounce-back spot, getting this price. We'll have to wait and see. They've got lots of guys out, no question. Maybe that catches up to them against a really good team. They are going to get Matt Duchesne back, who hasn't played in over 20 games for the Predators. I don't know. I've never been a Matt Duchesne fan. Uh, Will they get a spark from his return to the lineup tonight uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators? We'll have to wait and see. So right now, nothing yet. 
Let's see who's in net for the Predators. It's it's not going to be a, a bet I pull the trigger on if it's uh, Rene in net. If it's Soros, I may consider Nashville at the big plus price here, but let's wait and see on that. The bottom line is you're still getting a Nashville team that even though they're a little depleted, they found ways to win. They played good team hockey. Their goaltenders played well. And that's not always an easy thing to bet against when you're getting the – and they're playing for their playoff lives. That's not always the easiest thing to bet against when – you're getting a, a price like this on a team like that with Nashville plus 160 uh, in this game. So I'm leaning Nashville, but we'll have to wait and see who's in net for them first before I make that an official bet. Uh, what do you think here, Clint? Nashville, Carolina. I think the goalie makes a huge difference in this game. Ian uh, Soros has been a beast lately. He's been an absolute monster in the net. And Nashville has gone from one of these teams that I loved to fade to a team that I love to bet on. They are they are the epitome of what we've been talking about. These teams that are coming to compete, they're fighting for that playoff spot that I never expected them to be anywhere near. I thought that the Blackhawks and the Stars both would have blown them out of the water and they'd have nothing to fight for. But sure enough, they find themselves here in a potential playoff spot with a couple points lead. I mean, they're looking good for that fourth slot if they can just close out the end of the year strong. And uh, this is a, a Hurricanes team that I am not overly sold on. They they kind of let those uh, have those let your hair down moments every once in a while too. They're competing with the Lightning for the number one seed. They're not really worried about getting knocked out of the playoffs. They sleepwalk through a couple of these games, and the Predators don't let you do that. They've had this weird thing where they have a lot of offense late, and I've turned to live betting the Predators because when you've got like a one goal deficit and they're like a plus five hundred underdog. They end up forcing shootouts a lot in those situations, Ian. So live betting is a spot that I really look for with the Predators specifically recently, especially if you can see the other team struggling a little bit throughout the game. If it seems like it's tough, it seems like it's competitive, they've got a one-goal deficit in the third, that's when you look to live bet them. And this may be a bit of a tinfoil hat type of thing, Ian, but what it seems like happens in both of the Hurricanes and the Predators games is they explode late. It's really close. It's really tight in the early goings in these games. And then something just uncorks in the third period. And they go nuts. They end up scoring three, four goals in the period at the end of the game. You can get the third period over one and a half at about minus 165. And that's a weird look to do pregame. But so many of their games get at least two goals in the third period, whether it's one goal and then an empty netter or two, three goals to get an overtime type of situation. Both teams just seem to be consistently doing that. So if I had to play on this one, I'm looking for the live Predators bet if they get down by one late or I'm looking at that uh, over third period, one and a half at minus 165. All right. And that's and there's nothing at all to – that's weird, Clint, about betting a third period uh, total before the game starts because I know Chris Otto is a great follow on Twitter. This guy's got totals, trends, and totals records uh, period by period for every team in the NHL, and there are some distinct you know, records and distinct trends that develop where a team is extremely strong to either the over or the under in a specific period. So if you can find those uh advantages take advantage uh take, take those opportunities no question uh yeah i've noticed that too carolina nashville especially a couple of the games in nashville as well where second period it opened up third period it opened up after a slow start and uh maybe uh, we see more of that here tonight with these two teams again i'm leaning nashville we'll wait and see uh where the goaltending situation is for them 
uh, before puck drop. Uh, Columbus, Dallas. We've got Dallas minus 180 to minus 190 home favorites. Total five, five and a half in this game. Uh, with the total being five in some spots, I would I would lean a little over the total. There's something about fives where there hasn't been a there hasn't been a loss yet this year on totals of five uh, in the NHL. It's the weirdest stat, but every single total of five has been either a push or a, or, or an over. Uh, so that's the kind of angle this falls into. Can you get enough goals is the question. Dallas has usually been a team that's wanted to win those low-scoring games. Uh, Columbus had a little bit of an offensive outbreak against Chicago, uh, but it didn't sustain itself in the first game against uh, Dallas. They lost 4-1, to one, and Patrick Lyonet has that one great game. He's like, where's that been? And it goes back to the same non-existent, invisible Patrick Lyonet uh, in the last game against the uh, Dallas Stars. Should have expected that. Uh, from what we've seen from him most of the season. But uh, look, I took a chance with Columbus the other night. It was, they, they got off, they got the first goal. And then after that, they really didn't do much uh, offensively. And Dallas is one of those teams like Chicago. It's difficult, you know, to see them catching Nashville and making the playoffs at this stage of the season, but they haven't quit yet. They haven't abandoned the possibility, you know, of making the playoffs. Dallas is still playing with that kind of urgency uh, in on a nightly basis. And look, they uh, almost beat Florida twice. They lost the second game to Florida in overtime. Uh, you know, they beat Columbus the other night. They are still playing with some purpose and trying to make the playoffs, even though Radulov's out for the season and they've had so many issues. They've had COVID issues. They had the Texas floods that, you know, stopped their game, uh, preempted their games for like a week or so. They've just had so many issues on the ice, off the ice, injuries, and yet they're still battling this team and trying to make that last push for the playoffs for a team that I think they feel that, hey, it's kind of embarrassing for us as a team that went to the Stanley Cup final last year. If we can't make the playoffs this year, uh, they're kind of playing that way. So uh, I, I, I took a shot with Columbus just because the price was just I didn't think Dallas could be favored in that range. And Dallas got the victory. I'm not going to go against Dallas again here today. This is a pass for me with a slight lean to the over if you can find it at five uh, in this game. Uh, Clint, what's your thoughts here? Jackets taking on the Stars. I mean, what a Jekyll and Hyde team the Stars seem to be right now, Ian. They, they are a team that compete with the best and then lose to the worst. And I can't figure out the Columbus Blue Jackets to save my soul. If I bet on the Columbus Blue Jackets, whether it's for or against them, I'm wrong. They're that team for me right now that I just cannot get them correct. So I, I this is the second pass for me on this card that I want nothing to do with this game because I just don't know who's showing up. You talked about, you know, Line A having that ridiculous goal where he went end to end and looked like a superstar, and then he just chills and puts his skates up for the rest of the uh, the season. We don't see him for three more games. Like, if they come out to play, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a good, solid team that can compete, but I'm not convinced that they're going to. The Stars, on their best night, they are an elite team that can blow these – Columbus Blue Jackets out of the water, but if they're having an off night, they get down by three early. Uh, the Stars are another team that I've kind of taken a liking to betting live. If they get down one, if they get down two, you get a nice plus price tag on them, and you know they're going to come back and try and turn it into a game. That's about the only way I would look on this fight because game flow, I have no prediction, no idea how this game is going to go. I just know that the Stars are hungry. They want to win. They need to win. They're the better team. So I'm kind of hoping Columbus scores early and I can get an in-game bet on the Stars. 
I love what Clint just said. You can tell he's an MMA guy. He said, I have nothing really a big opinion on this fight here. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell he's MMA guy through and through. And there's fighting Uh, in hockey. It's part of why I like it. (laughs) There could be, there could be a, there could be a fight in any game in hockey, but that was great. Love that. Uh, All right. Next up, we've got um, San Jose, Minnesota. Uh, back-to-back for these two teams. They played each other last night. Minnesota gets the big man. That was frustrating. I had Minnesota team total over three and a half and the full game over five and a half. And Minnesota doesn't get to four and the game stays under. Uh, frustrating. They couldn't score in the empty net. They got three goals by early in the second and nothing after that for Minnesota. Very, very disappointing. But uh, nevertheless here, uh, Minnesota minus 165 to minus 170 home favorites. Uh, total five and a half shaded to the over. I'm coming right back to that over. Uh, five and a half here in this game, minus 120 uh, for the uh, Sharks in the wild. Jones and net for the second straight night. That's not a good bet on situ. I don't like tr- I don't like goalies playing back-to-back games, especially when they're mediocre or below average goalies, which Martin Jones is. And Kakinen, Capo Kakinen's in net for the uh, wild on the second night of back-to-back games. And he's been pretty bad. He's been pretty rough lately. Uh, for the Minnesota Wild. So San Jose could probably find the back of the net. I think the over that just came up short tonight will get there. Or the, the over that just came up short last night, I should say, will get there tonight. So that's what I'm on. Sharks Wild. Nothing on the side. Sharks Wild over five and a half minus 120 for me. Uh, Clint, what do you like here? Sharks Wild. I'm right there with you, Ian, on this one. This is a spot that you know, the Sharks, they've got a, a solid offense. They struggle on defense. They kind of remind me of my Coyotes a little bit, especially against this wild team where they just can't quite seem to get there on them. So if they come with a little better effort tonight, maybe they get there. And the wild, by the same means, they probably want to get those points. They want to get that win. And they're uh, they're headed to go see my Coyotes after this one. So you got to think they want to get this one in the bag. I think that over was in play last night. You got robbed. You should have got it. Those empty netters have been a bitch this year, Ian. They have been just so close so many times. I'm a puck line guy, and so I've been right there with you where my team will win but not quite cover that one and a half for me because they missed the empty netter. So I think that happens tonight. I think they right the ship. Uh, They probably get some more goals in here and compete a little bit more tonight. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go. I know some people were a little high on the Sharks having an opportunity to show up and pull the upset last night. This isn't a spot that I think zigzag. This isn't a spot where back-to-back I think the Sharks have a better shot of coming in here and getting the upset. Last night was their spot. Tonight's the night where the Wild steps on their neck. Yeah, to me, the Wild beat bad teams at home. You know, that's been the one thing that's been pretty consistent all season long. The Wild have found ways to win. They've been good at home overall. They've beaten Vegas a couple times at home. They've beaten beat Colorado once at home. But they're really good against the mediocre to below average teams, especially at XL uh, Energy Center. So, yeah, I would not be interested in the San Jose side. It would be Minnesota or nothing for me. But uh, my only bet will be the over here in this game. Final game of the night. Now, this was supposed to be the late game on Hockey Night in Canada, Edmonton and Winnipeg, but this has been moved up to 7 p.m. Eastern time because Toronto-Vancouver, which was supposed to be one of the games, is postponed and moved to tomorrow night because of the Canucks COVID uh, issue. So uh, this is an earlier start time. Edmonton Oilers, Winnipeg Jets battle for second, you know, essentially in the North Division. I guess technically they could both still catch Toronto for first, but it's not going to be easy uh, to do that. I think these are two teams battling it out for second in the division right now. Winnipeg minus 120, home favorites, total six shaded to the over. Um, This is one of those games, I think you could see sloppy play, and you could see some goals here for one specific reason. 
Edmonton off a long layoff. Remember, they were supposed to play the Vancouver Canucks, and those games all got wiped out because uh, Vancouver uh, had those COVID issues, and they didn't want to start them right away. And it's been a long time between games for the Edmonton Oilers, and sometimes that leads to defensive breakdowns and problems in your own zone. I find layoffs lead to worse things defensively than anything else. And you could see that here in this game for the uh, Edmonton Oilers potentially tonight. And in terms of the uh, goaltending uh, for this game, there's a good chance from what I'm reading that you might see Capo, or not Capo and uh, Miko Koskinen, I should say, uh, in that for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, which is kind of surprising because Mike Smith's been so good. They've been riding Mike Smith for a while. He's rewarded them for riding him for a while. And yet they might give uh, Miko Koskinen the start, which would be kind of surprising. But I'm hearing that's a potential, at least, uh, for the Oilers. You'd expect Connor Hellebuck once again uh, in net for the Jets. Uh, Winnipeg, obviously, with a 5-2 uh, victory against Toronto uh, the other night. I'm certainly liking the way the Jets are playing. Uh, it's a really tricky one because uh, I think Winnipeg is the, the team that's a little bit better form overall than Edmonton. I lean to them at minus 120. But more than anything, at the t- with the total being six right now, I think we're going to see Edmonton make some sloppy mistakes defensively. It's just the kind of thing that sometimes teams do when they haven't played uh, in a little bit of a, a long period of time. So I think we could see something like that tight. And there's more than enough up uh, talent and forward uh, prowess up front to maybe take advantage of some of those miscues. So uh, I'm not on the side, but I do like the Oilers and the Jets over here. Six minus 120 is what you can get with that right now. Uh, Clint, what's your thoughts here with this great North Division matchup here, Oilers and Jets? It's going to be a fun game, Ian. This is this is one, you know, the UFC fights are going to be on tonight. I'm definitely going to be dual screening and having some hockey up on the side while I watch people punch each other. And, uh, hey, that uh, over in the Devils-Rangers game is not looking so bad. 3-0 Rangers in the first. Sitting yep. pretty comfortable on that spot. So, Oilers and Jets, man, I'm kind of, I don't know what happened. I don't know why, but somehow I'm a Jets fan, you know, from a betting perspective. Like when I talk about who I'm a fan of at heart, like I'm a Coyotes guy, that's my team. But there's a couple of teams that I've grown to love just from consistently betting on them and having some good results. So the Jets have kind of crept in to being a team that I cheer for and I like this season. And I kind of wish they were coming off a loss. I know your hot angle of betting the Jets off a loss has been a thing you've gone to the well all season. But getting this Oilers team off a long break, man, we've seen a couple of teams take that really well. You know, the Stars had that game earlier in the season where they came off the long COVID break. And, man, they were hungry coming out the gates. They were mean and nasty in that game because it had been so long since they'd been on the ice. I kind of feel like the Oilers may be in that same type of situation here. The Oilers have that high-powered offense that we like. Their defense can be a little bit sketchy at times. Hellbuck totally capable of standing on his head, but coming off of a long road trip, first game back home, a successful road trip, coming off beating the Leafs. I know this game has some high stakes, but that's kind of generally speaking a letdown spot for a lot of these teams. So I think this is going to be competitive. You mentioned it might be sloppy on both sides. I like both offenses. I think over is the way to go. All right, like an over six here, minus 120 with the Oilers uh, and the Jets. You're right, it's a tricky spot scheduling-wise for Winnipeg with the uh, return home off the road trip. You know that's always one of those uh, tricky scheduling situations. And again, you're you're satisfied. You beat the uh, Leafs uh, to end that road trip, uh, and then you beat Ottawa the night before. And it's also third game in four nights as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So it's what's going to win out, rust versus rest. 
and they got the they got the Leafs coming up again next Ian like this is a really rough scheduling spot in my opinion for the Jets it'd be Oilers or pass unless you're playing the total yep so the scheduling spot definitely works in Edmonton's favor or does it because then you have that rust versus rest is it (laughs) going to be a rusty team or is it going to be a fresh team that's able to jump on the uh, Winnipeg Jets I would feel better about because the chances are if the Oilers don't jump on the Jets in the first 20 minutes they're probably in trouble for the rest of the game uh, so I'm looking at maybe Edmonton first period. If you think the scheduling spot matters, Edmonton first period, I think might be a little bit safer uh, than Edmonton for the full game. That might be something uh, you look at here for sure. I think we uh, we owed to our boy Alex B. Smith again. Why don't we take the over one and a half at minus 135? I mean, if both teams, if one team comes out hot, both teams come out a little sleepy. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, getting to know each other again, getting to know the ice again. A couple goals slip in unexpectedly. I think we can get two in the first period. Uh, definitely. Uh, like I say, if I like the full game over, there, there's there's definitely no way I would talk someone off liking the first period over. Uh, that is for sure. So it makes sense conceptually that there's elements in play that would maybe lead to goals early in the game, no doubt with the Oilers uh, and the Jets. Look, Clint's a great MMA analyst. Make sure you're tuning into his shows and podcasts on the uh, Pub Sports Radio YouTube channel. But as you can see, he knows his hockey as well. Great to have him on as a special guest on the Ice Guys show. Uh, look, it's a hockey show. And if you're listening on the podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, we got to get a UFC thought or two here from Clint before we wrap up the show on this uh, UFC fight night taking place in Las Vegas. Of course, we've got a huge card coming up uh, later this month uh, that we're all looking forward to. But even this television event, hey, if there's fights on the board, there's maybe some money-making opportunities. If you, I'll just have, give you the floor, Clint. One fight that you think, hey, that's a good way to put some cash in your pocket tonight. What would it be? I appreciate that, Ian. Um, you know, I'll do you one better, man. I'll, I'll, I've got a parlay that I really like on this fight card. It's the first two fights of the night. So a couple of favorites that I think just get it done over some questionable opposition. Uh, Tony Gravely kicks the fight night off. He's about minus 350. His opponent, I'm not convinced, is UFC caliber. I think he just rolls straight through this guy. And then the second fight of the night, Austin Hubbard. It's a similar situation. His opponent coming in on short notice to fill in for a for an opponent that dropped out. We don't know that this kid belongs in the UFC. He just got the call up because they needed a slot. You parlay those two guys together, it's even money. That's my favorite bet on the card tonight. You start the night off with a winner. If you feel like throwing a couple darts throughout the night hopefully you're free rolling at that point and that's my favorite bet on the card there you go ufc uh right there tonight ufc fight night and yes i'll be tuning into that as well lots going on I'll throw a little baseball on as well uh lots going on there's gonna be a lot of uh jockeying for position on the television screens at this place uh, today <laughs> that is for sure on a day like this great stuff with clint before we get to best bets uh, to wrap up the show as always a reminder Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, You will get weekly specials, weekly incentives, deposit bonuses. There's NHL, NBA, MLB every day. We've got NFL Draft later this month. You'll be able to bet props with that. Uh, It's right around the corner as well. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code uh, THPN. All right. It is time for Best Bets our usual tradition to end the show. We do it even when we got the special guests uh, on the show. Uh, Clint, we will start with you. Best bet for the Saturday NHL card. What do you like most? 
Man, Ian, you and I had a whole conversation about best bets. I'll, I'll try and come up with something here because it's not usually a practice that I'm involved in. I, I like all my bets relatively equally, so there's not one that's overly jumping out at me. Um, I guess I will go – you know what? I'm going to say the one we just talked about last. I'm going to set the, the Jets and the Oilers first period over minus 135, I think is probably the best look on the remaining uh, card here. Yeah. All right, there we go. Edmonton, Winnipeg over one and a half minus 135 first period. The best bet for uh, Clint. And you're right. I, I I keep my bets right around the same amount, but uh, everybody's, I, I wouldn't hear the end of it if I did a show and didn't do a best <laughs> bet. Everybody loves best bet segments. I don't know why or play of the day or whatever the case. So that's why I do them. But I always say to people, you know, pay attention to the all the analysis, every game, all the bets we recommend. Don't just go all in on the best bet. And Clint definitely subscribes to that bankroll management strategy as well. Unless There's I've no- got a real best bet. Like in the UFC, Ian, I gave you my best bet. That is my best bet. It's a bigger bet than the others. That's a best bet. Those don't always happen. You can't force it. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's my stance on most of these as well. But I do like that one. And I'll be honest, guys, I- I'm going to play my Coyotes tonight. I think they got a shot at the upset. Of course. Yeah. You got to, got to have your heart, wear your heart on your sleeve every now and then. No question. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right. My best bet. This is a tough one because uh, I, I'm, I'm tempted to go with one of these underdogs tonight as a best bet, but uh, uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with San Jose, Minnesota uh, over five and a half minus 120. That's the one I'm going to go with the total here uh, with Kakinen and net who's really, whose play has really declined uh, in recent games. I don't like the fact that Martin Jones is starting two nights in a row. Uh, that's wear and tear. That's, you know, you get worn down as a goalie and he did face a good amount of rubber last night. So I think we get goals both ways. Sharks wild over five and a half minus 120. That'll be my best bet for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys show. Thanks to our special guest Clint for joining us. A reminder, uh, the ice guys show is Live on YouTube, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can find the Ice Guys podcast on all those platforms. For Clint, our special guest on today's show, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll see you again, talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.